0: Welcome back everybody it's Angela and Siobhan here um, we've we've just realized that we've done our seventh uh, episode is that right and I, I believe this will be our eighth episode um, so we would really welcome any feedback or thoughts or views that any of you might have um, with regard to um, Not not necessarily how we're doing, because obviously we're very new at this, aren't we, Siobhan? Well, we
1: certainly are, but actually feedback about how we're doing would also be good, right? It would be really good.
0: Um, And I'm very new to it. You're (laughs) very new, yes. And and I'll introduce you, Paulette, um, as one of the members of our group. And um, you're going to be talking to us very shortly. Um, But going back to if you've got any views or thoughts or any thoughts about any future topics that you may want us to discuss... I believe you can probably put a comment on the... Is it the Apple? I
1: think on the Apple site. Um, yes, on the Apple podcast. Yeah, yeah. so
0: we would welcome that. Um, but just just to sort of let you know, the future episodes, um, which we hope to include other members that were talking about um, being widowed but not having children, mm-hmm. because I think all the members that we've had so far have had children. And um, maybe an episode on practical issues regarding the death of a partner, from dealing with death certificates, um, who to inform, agencies that that may help and, and benefits that are out there. Um, I think Siobhan and I wanted to do also wanted to do one on um your loved ones' clothes and wedding rings. And yes,
1: when to take them off, if you take them off, yes. or how that feels, and all how, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, how you introduce yourself as well. It's very hard initially saying when people say your husband or your partner, and, and actually saying those words, widowed is is mm. really hard, isn't it? Yeah, or I'm it a widow. Is. Or form filling when you come across, well, where do I belong? Am I married or am I yeah. widowed? Yeah. Um, other other episodes probably include sort of reaction of friends and work colleagues. Um, and we've also got one couple coming in um, who have met. They're both. Widowed. Um, talking about the possibility of new relationships and fear of being judged, the guilt, and also future loss. We've we've been through a lot, as we all know, as widows, and it's the fear of losing again, isn't it? Should you fall in love or have another partner? So, we'd like to welcome Paulette. Thank you very much, Paulette, for coming in to talk to us. Um, you've been a member of our group for a couple of years now. Yes. Yes, a couple of years. A couple of years. Um, So, Paulette, would you mind just very briefly saying how your husband passed away? And also, um, what have you found that's been a comfort to you? Um, David and I were married for 28 years. Um,
2: He, on the Friday night, he had backache and shoulder ache. Right. And... I offered to massage his shoulders, Yes. and as he went to get up, he, he tumbled, and I sat him down and I said, do you feel alright? He said, no, he said, I don't feel very well. Mm. So I said, well, I think I'd rather you go up to bed. I yeah. said, because if you fall over, I can't pick you up. No. So I said, took him up to bed, got him comfortable in bed, and within 20 minutes he came down, still in pain, and I gave him, you know, Nurofen and all the things that you Try and comfort him with, and I stayed with him till I stayed with him till about twelve o'clock, and I went up to bed. And we've got these chairs that your feet can go up, go uh-huh. to do way down, made him comfortable. Which well, he didn't want to go to bed. He said, no. "I'm more comfortable down here." Got up in the morning and um, I said, "You know how do you feel?" He said, not too good. He said, I'm still in pain. I said, would you like me to get your coffee? Went to give him a coffee and his arm just went, just dropped. Uh And he said, "Um, I can't feel my arms. I said, what do you mean you can't feel your arms? He said, I can't feel my legs. He said, I can't feel my body. By this time, I said, shall I call an ambulance? And David, like a lot of men, do not want anyone, don't want to go to a doctor. He said, yes, rang 111. What do you think they said to me? Send an email.
0: Okay.
2: Goodness <clears> me. <clears throat> <throat> <throat> and I've got a daughter that we're very, very in tune with each other. And she, she just rang me at that moment. Yeah. And she could tell by my voice that something was wrong. I said, it's David. She said, ring 991, which I did. They were amazing, they mm. stayed with me. Yeah. Um, he was going in and out of consciousness and I was screaming down the phone, I'm gonna lose him, I'm gonna, it was just unreal. Mm. It was like a nightmare that you want to wake up from, yes. Yes, this yeah. is not ha- no, what's no. happening here. They took him into St. Mary's and they gave him a brain scan and then they blue lighted him up to King's College and to be honest, I was in total denial. Yeah. I never thought for one millisecond that when he went out that door, he was never going to come back. No. It was just, anyway, because it was Covid, um, We they, they got the Zoom up for him. And I think the worst possible time was when he was told, first of all, that they would send him to Stoke, Stoke, Stoke Mandeville, Stoke yeah, for six months to a year. And he was quite not buoyant, but I think it sort of gave him hope. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't think he was going to die. No, it just didn't it did not enter my head. And then. The bad news came that there was nothing they could do for him, and mm. I could remember watching him with tears, mm. and he couldn't even draw his tears. I mean, that oh. was for me. It was yep. just yes, yeah. even now, it just yeah. that I couldn't be there. No. Um, and then they allowed me to go in, and again, it did. I mean, I must have been, I must have been in a different world, mm. and then. I did, go, I mean I was going in, still didn't think he was going to die, but he said to me, his daughter got me in the side room and she said, Dad doesn't want to live.
0: No.
2: She said, he can't cope with it,
0: mm.
2: and I had to go in, don't know how I did it, and hold him and say, it's okay, I understand, mm-hmm. when inside you are breaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how can you say to a man who was a scientist, very, very clever, didn't realise how clever he was to his funeral. He was was very well respected. Um, And I said, it's okay, Mm -hmm. I understand, Mm -hmm. I understand. Still not thinking he's going to die, I mean, that's silly, am I? Yeah. And he didn't want any medication and he didn't want to eat or drink. Right and he died, and I wasn't there mm. when he died, which was terrible. Mm. Went in on a Sunday morning, told to go in, but by the time I got there, he died. And I think that's why now I do end of care at the hospital, which is for people that have no one to be with them when they die. No.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. I know a lot of people think that's hard, But it brings back those memories, how David was. Mm -hmm. I would hate to die alone. Mm -hmm. I would hate to die alone. Mm. And when he died, I was lucky enough that he had a Christian funeral. I mean, he was in a church, which is what I wanted. And, Mm -hmm. And also, when I met David, he wasn't, he'd never been in a church. And, um,
1: You'd had a faith for a long time? You, had you had a faith for a long time?
2: Yeah, I've had a faith for... Um, I've been going to church now for 47 years. Mm-hmm. But I gave my life to Christ, which is something quite different. And that's when you really acknowledge Christ, that mm-hmm. he is in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was about 33 years ago. and mm-hmm. then totally changed my life Mm -hmm. that brings joy to me that I can't express to anybody without having my faith I would have never ever have got through losing David Mm -hmm. because when he died I didn't go out for a month and I just wanted to die Mm
0: -hmm. I did not want to be here
2: No, Um, and I was given tablets and I had these tablets in front of me. And again, my daughter rang me. I mean, she's just so in tune with me. Mm. And I said, I don't want to be here, Sarah. Mm. And they put me under the mental health people. Right. Um, And I spoke to my vicar and she said to me, you do know if you do that, you'll never see David again. And that's what stopped me doing it. And that's the only thing, even today, when I'm really... I don't get like it like I used to, but you know when you're just so down? Yes. When you really cannot see any point to life at all? No. Um, I think, why am I here? Mm-hmm. Uh, why am I here? Because I know if when I die, I will meet him again. And that's very difficult for non-Christians to yes, understand, yeah. but I really believe that, right. I really believe, and I pray every night, and I pray that God will look after him for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So that gives you, has given you a certain amount of, well, it sounds like a lot of comfort it does in your give grief. comfort,
2: and also I belong to um, what we call a home group, and there's seven, seven girls, and every day one of those girls were... You know, they gave their time to me mm. they would either cook for me ring me they made sure every day that I was alright and they're part of my what I call my church family Yeah,
1: a solid group
2: and yeah. they were amazing mm. um, and it's hope I think mm. it just I can remember when I got home after David had died and I remember lining and I was You know when you sob that your tummy hurts? Oh, it's a physical pain, isn't it? It's pain in your chest. And I know this sounds ridiculous to a lot of people that don't believe, but I did pray to God. I said, please, just calm me. Mm. Just calm me. It was like I was totally out of control of my emotions. Yeah. And it was like a wave went over Mm. me. I -hmm. can't explain it. It was Mm -hmm. like, God, calm me
1: felt like he'd really heard and gave you what you needed. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and I don't have God talk to me, you know, God doesn't talk to me in my ears. He, mm. You know, people say, oh, God speaks to me. It doesn't do that for me. Um, I know when I've been in a situation where um, I need help, I'll, op- I'll pray and I'll open the Bible And it's amazing with all those pages i do that and a verse will come out and it will refer to what i'm you know Mm. yeah so my faith is important and i think without that i would i don't know how i would have got through what Mm. i got through Mm. and it
1: sounds as if you have this um you know absolute belief that you will meet david again now oh absolutely yeah absolutely and that gives you hope it does give me hope helps you live the life without him at the moment
2: I don't think I'll ever, I don't think you live, I don't think it's such a huge void when you lose somebody Mm. who is your soulmate. Yeah. Is your life. Um, We were extremely happy. It was the second marriage. Mm. Right. Um, How long had you been married in your second marriage then? With with David, 28 years. 28 years. Yeah, and I was married before for 22 years. Right. So it's a long time. It is a long time. But the the first husband, we didn't live together for 11 years because he lived abroad. Mm. So it was a a funny sort of marriage. Yeah. Which is why it broke up. But I think when you get a second chance, you appreciate each other so much. Mm, Absolutely. You know, we both looked out for each other. We both... He was just a very lovely man.
1: It sounds as if you really, really appreciated having a second chance, being given a second chance yeah. and making the most of it.
2: And I know people, do, I was without a partner for 10 years.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and I know God put us together. Right. Yeah. I really do believe mm. that, and that. His funeral, I said that, I said to um, Wendy who took this, please tell them that, you know, God definitely has put us together. Yeah. And I just. Know it in my heart. Mm. Yeah. I just know that, yeah. and it is a comfort. And I feel I just wish other people had it. It's it's very difficult because it's the one thing that you have to do for mm. yourself. It's you can't make that decision for anybody. No, no. But it no. for me, it is what gives me hope. Mm. Yeah, and, and it, strength. It helps me. Yes. Yes. It does help
0: me. Yeah. There are a lot of people that do lose their faith isn't isn't it at this time? Yes, I wondered
1: if you'd had a sort of you know a time any time during this period where you felt your faith was challenged in Sorry not whether whether there was any at any point whether you felt your faith was challenged
2: No and have you ever no, been angry God? no i've never been angry no i've never been angry in fact somebody came and gave me some flowers and she said to me you know you're going to go through you're going to get angry and i said i don't feel angry mm. i don't feel angry mm. i think there's i think we've all got a time and mm. i think that when our time is when he wants you he will call you and you will you will it will happen and i i think mm. my getting angry doesn't it, for me, I haven't got, without going into too much detail, I came from a very violent household as a child. Right. Where there was a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. A lot of anger.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't do anger. No.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I do not do anger. It's like you've rejected it. Right? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It mm. just, I don't see, it. I just don't want, I don't, I don't like it. Mm-hmm there's anything to do with anger I walk away from it because I can't I can't cope with anger well, I can you
1: know? understand it if you came from very well and I
2: just don't get angry I know that sounds a bit well oh, you must get angry but I, I truly don't no.
1: it sounds as also as if you also feel that somehow your life and David's life has sort of been guided right You've you've met and through the hand of God or and actually he has died first but that's maybe what he needed to do what god wanted and for you it's not what you wanted but that you have an acceptance of that and a, a knowledge that you'll see him again and yeah. i do yeah I do. Mm. and i
2: think god uses me in other ways you know mm-hmm. i do things I, i'm involved in as you possibly no chaplaincy and mm. end of life mm. um and I think that's where God uses me, I mm. think, and that gives me enormous rewards yeah. and to, strength to sit as well. with somebody, yeah to sit with somebody and be able to just be with them maybe for ten minutes mm-hmm. and talk to them and listen. Yes, and that's you know people haven't got time for other people, yeah.
1: I think it's amazing that you and lovely. And very beautiful that you do that, having not been able to be there when David
2: died. Oh, I can't tell you. Yeah. It was just... If I could have got in that bed the night he was dying, I would have got in that mm. bed. Yes. And they would have never got me out of it. No. no. <coughs> really, they no. wouldn't have done. I would no. have been with him to the last. Yeah. And in fact, at one point they thought when they were going to go to Stograndeville that I wanted him home with me to die. Mm. But they said, you've got no idea what you're taking on. Mm. They said, you'd have to forhoist. Mm. You've got to remember, he was paralysed from the neck down. Mm. Mm. Um, um, And they said, they didn't, they didn't advise it. And David's, you know, I said to him, let me take you home. He said, I'd never make it.
1: No. He knew then.
2: Oh, he knew. Yeah. And, and the best thing he said, I said to him, you do know that God is with you, don't you? And he said, yes, I know that. And that was like music
0: to my ears. And you feel that was a comfort to him? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And did you ever talk about either of you dying during your marriage and, and whether how you both felt about seeing each other beyond death?
2: No, the only thing we used to, I used to say, not in jest, but I used to say to him don't ever die, will you? I I, I said, because I I couldn't live without you. No, I know. I said, I couldn't live without you. Mm. And he said, oh, I'm not not thinking of dying. But no, you don't. And that is what I say to most of my girlfriends who've got husbands. Mm. Cherish them. Cherish them, I said, because when they're gone, they're gone. Mm.
0: And would you encourage them to talk about, this is something that we haven't approached really on the podcast, is it? Mm. is for those couples that may be listening that haven't approached the subject of one of you dying, yes. um, would you encourage friends to talk about it or within within your church group, uh, do they see how you've reacted or how, you, how you're coping with it? Do you think that encourages well, yeah, others to?
2: I'm, I'm actually doing a series at, um, at my home group about death at the moment. Okay. And it's how people see it and how people react to it, which is quite interesting. Yes. Um, do you know? I don't think everyone ever thinks they're gonna die.
0: No, no, no. I don't know, think and I it's, do. No. I
2: think when you lose somebody so suddenly, it's a wake-up call in a way mm. that you realise just how how it happens. Mm. You're not. Your life is it's, it's like on a, a
0: knife, yes, edge, isn't yeah. it? But you said something earlier um, about the fact that, you know, at one point you had tablets in front of you and you didn't want to be here. I think to a certain extent, most of us have felt like that. Mm. And I can remember driving on a certain road thinking, well, if I veered off here, I wouldn't hurt anyone else. Yeah. I would just go. It would take <clears throat> away my pain. And the only thing that stopped me from doing that was the children. Yeah. and And the thought that cancer would ruin... Not you know, cancer caused my husband to die, but it would have a ripple effect throughout the rest mm. of the family, and it is it is a, a dreadful and and at the time you feel like you, well I'm not scared of dying I don't I don't I don't mind if I die or not because I can't go through all this pain throughout the rest of my life, but there is a per- certain time when that pain eases a little bit, doesn't it? The rawness goes and and it leaves underriding sadness, and that that's rawness is still underneath that grief bubble isn't it but it is
1: um, and I think it's it's interesting this sort of pull towards death isn't it it's a pull towards death and a pull towards life and it's that tension that that you have and I think at the beginning for me I was like pulled towards well wh- why am I staying alive right because you know David's gone and Maybe I should go. You know, the children are all grown up. The what do I need here? I, th- I, think, when then... you're,
2: I think when you're in that deep depression, yeah, you don't care. You don't, yeah. care. I, you I, don't I, care. I honestly don't think you think of your children. Oh, that's no. that sounds so selfish. Mm. No, it doesn't. So but selfish. it's true.
1: It's true. I don't but think you, you, you don't. do. I think if
2: no. you're that depressed, yeah. it, And I think the I think the problem is with when, with myself is that you've you you don't you feel indifferent. You don't feel happy. No. You don't feel sad. You just feel numb. Mm. It's like there is, there is no life. No, No. you can't. I think it. I think it's. I don't know. There must be worse things than what we've gone through, but I, I can't think of any apart from losing a child. Yes. yes. If
1: we go back to the thing about sort of wanting, I think you. I. I remember not caring. I could think, well. You know, I get hit by bus. So what? Yes. Yeah. I could drive the car over the bridge. So what? Mm, yeah. Yeah. It was. It's like I really didn't care. And I think actually, you know, Ricky Gervais brings that in very well in his afterlife. Yeah, after actually, life, yeah. That sort of I don't care what happens to me, because I'm in that space yeah. of feeling so
2: ghastly. It is ghastly. Tis it is, it is and, ghastly. And it's, and it, it's something that you've never experienced before, so you don't know how to handle it. You have no
1: preparation. No no
2: preparation.
0: But Paulette, you've been absolutely amazing. Thank Thank you you. so much for talking to us and so openly and so much about your faith. And I'm sure what you've said will really encourage... Other people yes. out there listening, and to those that are listening, please remember you're not alone. We I are. Know. We are I'm, here for you, and and you know, lean on those people that are nearest you. That, that I mean,
2: your group, without a doubt, has lifted me. Mm. Absolutely. One of those mornings when you get up and you know there's a coffee morning, yeah, and you think, oh, do I really want to go? Yeah. No, I don't. It's this mask you have to put on yes. it sometimes that you
0: you have to, yeah. don't you? you and that mask you. is exhausting, isn't it? And it is I think that's, that's the thing. But but it's you so
1: group great that you enjoy the group that you've got support from the group. Oh, I love the group. Yeah.
0: I just think yeah. we are so blessed. Mm. Yeah,
2: honestly, yeah. each and every one of us feel exactly the same.
0: Yeah,
2: it's such a lovely group, and mm. it's you know
0: well and I, th- yeah. I think that's the thing i think that's what we wanted to talk about in the future wasn't it of, of of things practically to help you going through what you're going through at the moment or the potential things that you will be going through and the importance of maybe finding others um yeah, in the same in situation the same situation similar, that, that yeah. you can lean on and, and 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 realize that actually you're not going insane with grief it is
1: it is an insanity. I, I, I go back to that. <laughs> back it's to that. an insanity for which wine helps. Anyway, we need to stop. And thank you so thank much, you Paulette, Paulette thank you, for Paulette being part me. of it. And thank we will you. record another
0: next week. session next week. next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.